Morning Show on 95.3 WBCK. And here's Tim Collins. Good morning. It is 8.08. On our line right now, 63rd State Republican State Representative Matt Hall is with us. Good morning, Matt. Hey, good morning, Tim. So today's, uh, well, we're in the summer kind of recess for the uh, state legislature for the most part. And Monday is usually a day where you're in the district anyway. And, well, you're going to be having all kinds of fun today. Hey, that's right. Um, You know, I'm planning to go over to the county fair today. Um, the, uh, The Republicans have a booth there, and every year and so i'm looking forward to going i i try to go to the fair um because it's an opportunity to just meet with people across calhoun county and to listen to their ideas and to talk about um the work i'm doing to represent them Um, and then later this afternoon i'll be uh going into the uh, ribbon cutting for firekeepers and finally opening up the uh, new tower there and uh, they've done a, a great job. I was able to tour it a month or two ago, and you know they've moved. Uh, they're moving all the restaurants into this main lobby. Uh, they're, um, you know, so then kids and stuff can get into them because when they're on the casino floor, uh, you know, if you're under a certain age, 21 or whatever, you can't you can't get into them. But by putting them into the new lobby area, they can and. Uh, that'll be good dining options for people. Um, and then, you know, they they built up that tower and they put a suite on every floor. Um, it's pretty impressive what they're doing there. And I'm uh, looking forward to the ribbon cutting. And, you know, hopefully they'll be able to get some convention traffic because, uh, you know, they're like 98% full every night over there. And um, it'll be another opportunity to bring more people to Calhoun County. Uh, looking forward to that ribbon cutting over there uh, this afternoon, Tim. Excellent. And and then you can go back to the fair some more and, and have some elephant ears and ride the rides. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you are the uh, chair of the tax committee, right? That's right. So you'll probably hear from a few constituents about that out at the fair, out at the uh, GOP booth. Uh, you know, as far as, you know, as funding here for our roads and stuff, you know, we got billions of dollars coming into this state due to the uh, federal virus uh, stimulus bills. And, you know, uh, maybe more if we uh, another big uh, infrastructure plan gets approved by Congress. And I'm wondering how we're going to spend all that money and ensure that it's spent wisely. And uh, any thoughts on how we should be spending that? Well, um, you know, it was interesting, you know, when the federal government gave us all this money uh, in that bill, um, they put a provision in there which which tried to say that you couldn't use the money to cut taxes and you couldn't use the money to pay down debt. Um, fortunately, there's been some uh, federal court rulings that have basically invalidated that language. Um, and so, you know, those are some things we're looking at, um, in particular, uh, you know, something that I'm thinking about is, uh, cutting the income tax, the Michigan income tax. Uh, you probably remember a few years ago, uh, governor Granholm raised the tax, uh, from 3.9% to 4.25%. And when she did that, 
um, she made a promise that they would reduce it back to 3.9 where it was before after a couple of years. Um, basically, she said we went, were in some tough economic times and we needed to raise the income tax temporarily. And that's lasted over a decade. And, uh, and so, um, you know, I think it's something we look at now that we have billions of dollars coming in uh, from the federal government uh, to, to commit to that promise, to make that, you know, to honor that promise and to cut the state income tax um, and put it back to 3.9% where it was before. Well, that almost um, you know, never that, happens. That'd be something else if we could do something like that. Yeah. Well, while it was a, a commitment, they, the, uh, the politicians made under Governor Granholm when they raised it. And, and you know, it shouldn't, I guess it's not a surprise to many people that uh, they didn't honor it. But, right. you know, with this infusion of money, um, I think it's something that we need to look at. Uh, reducing the income tax back to 3.9% again. Um, you know, something I thought was interesting is uh, there was a report that came out um, from the Citizens Research Council last week arguing uh, that the protections for property tax owners in Michigan uh, were not appropriate. Uh, it was suggesting that we should get rid of Headley and Proposal A and some of these um some of these things that were in place here to cap property taxes, um, saying they're too restrictive. And uh, I thought that was shocking, you know, um, but this is kind of where a lot of the Democrats want to go. Um, and so it's important to have a strong tax chair like myself uh, in there who's going to stop that. And in fact, um, you know, one thing I was looking at is, uh, you know, when you have your, when you get your property tax bill, um, you know, this, you get an assessment or whatever, and it, it always seems to go up and, uh, and no one knows how that assessment is made. Uh, so one thing I'm looking at, you know, other states do this like Utah and, uh, um, and I believe Kansas, where if they're going to raise your property tax assessment, uh, the board, the township board or city council or whatever would have to take a roll call vote. Uh, so there would be a public vote so that people uh, know, okay, it's the township board that's raising my property tax value or my assessed value. Uh, and so you could go to the meeting and you could, you could have a discussion about it and that someone's accountable uh, rather than this like phantom assessment that shows up, you know, every year, uh, raising it. Um, so I, I think it's something we should look at. I, I support the protections we have, uh, that cap your, uh, value to inflation. Um, but, uh, but you know, uh, there's a lot of people that want to go in the opposite direction, but I think we need to actually put more protections in place for our property taxes. That's something we're looking at. Um, I'm sure you know that about a month ago, Governor Whitmer uh, vetoed our small business uh, tax cut plan. Um, and so I've, I've shelved that here until we get the budget done. Uh, my hope is once we get the budget done uh, next month that we can return to that plan uh, to give our uh, small businesses the relief they need. 
uh, here in the state. So those are three things we're working on uh, with the tax committee, Tim. We're talking with State Representative Matt Hall. Uh, Matt, the uh, governor unilaterally set up bonding to pay for road repairs. Couldn't we use that federal money uh, to erase that long-term debt? Uh, yes, that's something uh, that's been proposed. Um, again, as I mentioned, some of these federal court rulings have uh, made it clear what we can use money on. Um, and, and you're right. Uh, if we just paid for that uh, rather than borrow the money, um, it would save us a lot over the long term. And, and that's something that's being discussed. I, I know the Senate um, passed a bill that would uh, invest in, in bridges um, throughout the state uh, that need the help. And um, that's something the House is reviewing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, investing in infrastructure, uh, paying down debt, um, maybe returning some of that money to the people are, are ways we should look at spending it as opposed to growing government. Um, because once we grow government, then it's hard to get rid of that, and that will lead to uh, the need for tax increases later because, um, you know, that's that spending runs out after a couple of years. So, uh, yeah, that's why I think we should be looking at those one-time investments in our roads and bridges, looking at uh, ways to pay down debt that will save us money over the long term and then where we can uh, give tax relief to the people of Michigan. State Representative Matt Hall is with us this morning. And, uh, Matt, you had a chance to meet uh, former Detroit Police Chief Craig recently? Yeah, I did. Um, You know, obviously, I've been probably the biggest critic of Governor Whitmer and her handling of the pandemic in the legislature. Uh, People know I chaired the Joint Select Committee on the COVID-19 pandemic. which was a bipartisan committee that looked into the way the governor handled the pandemic. And, uh, um, and you know, there are a lot of things that she did poorly and, uh, we're still paying the price for that with our, you know, small businesses who closed, um, our, you know, I mean, you look at this talent and work with the workforce, uh, problems that we have right now with this unemployment benefits, uh, that, that pay more than working, and, you know, restaurants and stuff throughout our state, uh, many, many employers who can't hire people, you know, had to reduce hours. I mean, you, you probably know like Schuler's and Marshall, where I live, uh, not open on Mondays because they can't find people to work. And there's thousands of examples of that throughout our communities. Um, so I, I was able to meet with uh, uh, Chief James Craig uh, from Detroit, who's um, – started an exploratory committee to run for governor as a Republican. And uh, I was very impressed with him, and I'm, I believe he'll run, and, and I'll be supporting him um, because we need somebody else, uh, somebody <laughs> else leading our state. And, um, you know, in particular in this time where uh, Democrats, you know, have, um, I mean, we've seen the rioting in the cities, uh, we've seen the increase in crime. We've seen um, this political correctness take uh, precedence over um, 
the important work uh, that our law enforcement are doing in public safety. I think it's time we have somebody who understands these things um, as governor. And Chief Craig has dedicated uh, his career to public safety. Um, you know, I mean, when he was police chief in Detroit, uh, they were turning things around there. I mean, we didn't see the kind of violence and looting and burning in Detroit that we saw in other cities across the state over the last couple of years, and that's because of Chief Craig's leadership. And uh, when I met with him, he's certainly a guy who um, who disagrees with the governor's handling of this pandemic and is ready to have actual leadership uh, in the governor's office to um, help us, uh, you know, continue um, uh, the, the public, you know, public uh, health. I mean, we need to respect public health, uh, but but we also need to make sure that we're um, doing what needs to be done to turn our economy around, to put people back to work, and to uh, help our small business owners who've been through uh, such difficult times during Governor Whitmer's uh, failed leadership. So. I'm looking forward to Chief James Craig being our next governor, Tim, and happy to uh, happy to bring him with me uh, over to the studio here sometime soon. That'd be great. And kind of along those lines about the uh, the election coming up for governor, um, you know, the Macomb County GOP party leadership has censured State Senator Ed McBroom and our area State Senator John Bison and others in the Senate Oversight Committee for approving an election report that many in the Republican Party are upset about, and essentially says nothing wrong happened during the presidential election. Uh, you know, these kind of things, these kind of censures and, and, and this kind of anger, is, while certainly understandable, uh, isn't that a little worrisome right now when we're trying to have a, a Republican Party unify so that they can defeat Governor Whitmer? Well, I think you know, Tim, that I led um, the House hearings on the 2020 election, um, people know I brought in Rudy Giuliani uh, to the state to make his case and to talk about, uh, bring witnesses forward who could discuss things they saw that didn't seem right um, in the last election. So, um, you know, I put out uh, a list of things that I, I think uh, we need to do to secure our elections. And, um, you know, the, the, one of the foremost things is uh, voter ID. You know, it's, it's absurd that uh, you can show, you know, you need to show your voter ID to, uh, to do all kinds of things in our state, but um, not to vote. And, uh, you know, we were pushing this bill on the House floor, and Democrats were getting up and railing on us and saying that it was, you know, Jim Crow 2.0 and all this stuff. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, if you want to vote in Michigan, you should have to show a voter ID, period. Verify your identity. Um, you know, we need to stop this mass mailing of unsolicited absentee ballots in our state. Uh, you know, one reason why I think there's such distrust right now in our elections among so many people is because Democrats uh, changed the rules using COVID as an excuse at the last minute uh, and exceeded their authority to do that. And we saw that with the mass mailing of unsolicited absentee ballot applications that really created confusion for people. Um, 
And so we need to prohibit that also. I mean, we saw this stuff with Zuckerberg where they're investing millions of dollars into Democrat areas, um, and we need to prohibit that too. I, I don't think that private organizations should be funding our state elections. I think that creates problems and distrust. So there's a lot we can do to secure our elections, Tim, and um, I think we need to be focused on the, on the future. Um, we need to be focused on making sure that this stuff doesn't happen again and that we can restore people's confidence in elections. And there's a number of bills I'm working on to do that, and I, I hope we get them in there and uh, we can make people comfortable in our elections again, Tim. State Representative Matt Hall, thanks for your time. We'll chat with you again soon when you get back into session and uh, probably will be uh, waist deep in the budget and negotiations there. Matt, thanks again. Thank you, Tim.